Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I'm doing well, man. Always ready for a Friday show. This one's going to be killer because Uh I I had a whole show ready for you, of course, as I always do. I got up early um, and uh, ready to rock and roll, and I had to throw this whole show out because there's this explosive bombshell nuclear explosion neutron bomb level story (laughs) that somehow is not headlining it's on drudge but it's not headlining i I don't understand no i'm not kidding folks i'm not like trying to tease you so you hang around you were going to hang around anyway we appreciate it the audience has been great but there's a story on drudge right now that is so incredible i had to tweet out like am i missing something about this is this not so, you know, without further ado, it's a John Solomon story at the Hill. Um, it, it better be in the show notes today or, or permanently disconnect yourself from the Dimaggino show because this is the the story gives away the whole thing, the whole Spygate saga. All right. Let me get into that. And f- forgive me, but this show is going to be because I'm going to read from you pieces from this thing and describe to you how it relates to you, why you need to know it and 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 how this is going to potentially blow this thing wide open. So just work with me a little bit on this. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Keepsake. Keepsake. Hey, this is a, I love Keepsake because we wind up, my wife and I take a ton of pictures on our phones and do nothing with them, uh, which is really (laughs) awful. We wind up deleting them (laughs) half the time. Uh, We all have great photos on our phones, birthdays, graduations, weddings, but what happens to them? For most of us, even the best photos never make it off of our phones. Let's be honest, some photos deserve more than a Facebook post, an Instagram post, or an email. Some photos should be where you can see them every day. Every day. Keepsake Frames is the easy way to frame photos from your phone in seconds. Whether you're doing some home decorating or looking for a thoughtful personal... These are great gifts, by the way. For a thoughtful personal gift, Keepsake's the way to roll. People are so not used to physical photos anymore that you get you get a gift. They go, oh my gosh, this is great. It's easy. Just download the Keepsake Frames app. Upload a photo and choose a frame. It's as simple as that. Every keepsake frame is handmade in the USA from high quality materials. They even have canvas options. Because keepsake frames are shipped direct from their studio, prices start at just $25 and shipping is always free. Try to get that price at a frame store. They'll laugh at you. Keepsake frames bring your digital photos to life without the time or cost of going to a frame shop. You can even see a detailed preview of the final product before you buy Keepsake Frames has framed hundreds of thousands of smartphone photos, but the one that matters most is the one you're going to order. Create a custom frame print right now in just under 30 seconds. I've got a special offer for you. Now through July 22nd, they're offering an incredible deal for our listeners. 30% off your first order. 30%. Not three, 30. Like three zero percent off your first order when you use promo code DAN. Here's how you do it. Just download the Keepsake Frames app. That's the Keepsake Frames app and get 30% off plus free shipping when you use promo code DAN, D-A-N, my first name. That's 30% off with the Keepsake Frames app, promo code DAN. You're going to love this app. It's really terrific. I've used it. It's really good. 
Okay, um, man, where do I start? So I wanted to talk this morning about judicial obstruction, the Senate, uh, you know, the, the Democrat Senate threatening to obstruct their, their strategy to disrupt the Trump Senate nominees. But um, let me just sum that up for you in a couple sentences because I want to move on quickly to the Solomon story. Here's what the Democrats want to do now. They're in a full-blown panic. They've now lost the House. They've lost the Senate. They've lost the presidency. Uh, their last hope right now was the courts, Joe. They've always tried to legislate through mm-hmm. the bench anyway. Now, why is that? Well, Joe knows they've tried to use the courts to get across their agenda because there's no popular support for their crap. There's no popular support for tax hikes, for overregulation, you know, for for their social agenda. There is no public support for this. So what do they do? They try to push it through the courts where they only have to convince how many people, Joe? One, the judge. judge. They don't want to have to convince 300 million Americans because they can't. So now that they're losing their hold over the courts, we've seen unprecedented obstruction for Trump's judicial uh, judicial nominees. And now we have another Supreme Court opening. The Democrats are in a full blown panic. Folks, please take my word for it. I do this so you don't have to. I live my life in a constant stage of mild depression because I have to read. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm actually I'm not because I have to read Democrat Twitter feeds and email groups all day to determine what level of panic they're in. And by determining the level of panic and urgency in their emails, I can tell how they're worried. They are take it to the bank and cash this check, Joe. They are terrified mm-hmm. about this Supreme Court pick. Terrified. So they are now they're getting their money machine going and they are going to uh, they're going to target Murkowski and Collins to allegedly Republican senators. And they're going to try to flip their votes. You are going to see an unprecedented assault on these two senators in their states. Now, um, Collins is 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 a total waste of time. I, I wouldn't even count on Collins's vote for anything. She's not even a Republican in name only. She's really just a Democrat who sticks an R in front of her name. Why? I don't even understand. Um, but her vote's probably gone. She's with us on almost none of the critical issues. But Murkowski could potentially be, uh, you know, be uh, be taken down too. Uh, the vote, of course, I'm talking about. And the Democrats are going to target them. So just be wary if you're in Alaska, you're in Maine, that you're going to start seeing a lot of these ads that are going to target them because they are in an absolute panic. I say they'll flip you. They'll flip you. They'll flip you for real. <laughs> that that they will. They're trying to flip them big time. And they may, in fact, do it because Collins is again not a. She's not a Republican yeah. at all. She's she's really not helping us on anything um okay enough on that i was going to do more on that and if we have some time at the end of the show i'll fill in some of the numbers on obstruction but for now this is really important john solomon incredible piece at the hill title of the piece be in the show notes is the title tells the whole story memos detail the fbi's hurry the f up pressure Hmm. to probe trump campaign that's the title i'm not trying to like i'm not Throwing in expletives for effect. Right. The FBI. Let me let's go through this now, because, folks, keep in mind, if you've been listening from the famous episode 628 on where we tripled our audience in one night. The premise Joe and I have been operating on this entire time is the reason the Spygate and the Trump Russian collusion nonsense and the FBI's probe into Trump is so disturbing It's not because eventually they won't find criminality. You may be like, what? Dan, you're saying Trump's a criminal? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is if the FBI and the full machine of the government was dedicated to investigating Joe Armacost or me, I assure you they would find criminality. Guilty. Guilty. We're all, we're all, what what was the old, um, 
communist line, you show me the person, I'll show you the crime. <laughs> Everyone. I, folks, I promise you, every single person in the United States has committed at least one federal felony. I, I, take that to the bank, cash that check, and spend that money. The problem is, and what we've been insisting from that episode on, is that it's clear as day now that there was no evidence to open up a substantial criminal or counterintelligence investigation of the Trump team. In other words, they were investigating Trump. They were not investigating a crime. Do you understand the difference? I know I've mentioned it before. Forgive me if this sounds repetitive, but it's absolutely critical you understand this. If you don't, you'll, you'll fall into the Chris Hahn trap, the liberal guy I always debate on Fox who said the other day, well, if they're not guilty, they have nothing to worry about. We're all guilty. That's the point. Yeah. We're all guilty. If you start targeting people, if I walk into an FBI office and say, open an investigation against Joe Armacost, for what? Yep. I don't know. You'll find something. I've got news for you. You will. Yep. And they'll find something against me, too. They'll find something against everyone. You may say, come on. Come on. No, no, no. I'm not kidding. I guarantee you, if we opened a tax investigation into all the listeners of this show and started measuring it down to the cent, we will find at least some violation you committed a federal tax law. You think I'm messing with you? And then even better, if we don't find anything, we'll do the Mike Flynn, Joe. Yeah. Say we really can't find anything against Joe, which, by the way, is unlikely against anyone. I'm not targeting Joe. I'm just telling you, you've all committed a federal felony. If we can't, Joe, because it's too difficult and it's taken too long, what do we do? We just show up at Joe's house and we interview him. We take the notes on the interview and then we get him for false statements if he trips up somewhere. Joe, were you at 7-Eleven yesterday on Ritchie Highway buying a uh, a Lenny and Larry's protein cookie? I think that those are really good, by the way. Oh, I don't know <laughs> where they're, I was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and Joe forgets, and then they have a tape. Oh, Joe, There you go, Joe. False statement. You're going oh, to jail. Yeah. Saul. They caught Saul in the 7-Eleven. <laughs> folks, do, Dan? <laughs> this is how it works. This is the scam. So Solomon's piece now, he must have some killer sources. Let's go in from the beginning because there's so much meat and potatoes in here. He starts out saying, hey, multiple reviews of whether FBI agents' political bias affected the rump, uh, the rump, <laughs> the Russia, <laughs> Russia Trump collusion case remain in their infancy. But investigators already have unearthed troubling internal communications long withheld from public view. Did, I got to look at the data. Like, did I miss something? July 6, 2018, 8 a.m. Maybe just because it just happened or something. that it, This is an unbelievable story. Ah, all right, let's get to it. He says, we already know the FBI counterintelligence agent Peter Strokes now infamous text messages with his fellow agent and, un- and reported lover Lisa Page that Stroke, the man driving the Russian collusion investigation, disdained Trump and expressed his willingness to use law enforcement powers to stop the Republican from coming president. We know that. So he was the right. boss. He was the number two. Peter Stroke in the counterintelligence division. We know he hated Trump. Now, here's where it gets crazy. Memos, the FBI is now producing to the DOJ, Joe, Inspector General. Just now, by the way. Just now, folks. They're just getting around to them now. God only knows how long these memos have been sitting out there. But Mm. just take your time, FBI guys. No rush on anything. You just sit on your cabooses and take your sweet old time. It says memos they're producing now. Uh, to the IG and the Senate and House committees offer what sources involved in the production review or investigation of these memos described to him, Solomon, as damning or troubling evidence. Now, I want you to keep in mind the 30,000 foot view where we're going with this. Again, 
This, we've been saying the entire time, this was an investigation of the Trump team. It was not an investigation of a crime. We've also been saying that very specific procedures were violated. If you read my book, which is now done, by the way, thank, uh, man, thanks to Denise and Matt and my co-writers and everything. It's now done. We're we're, uh, contracts are signed. We're getting ready to go to print soon. If you read the book, you'll understand that that matters, folks. Because even if I do walk into an FBI office and say, I want Joe Armacost investigated, the FBI has a diog, it has a manual, and it has, a, and the Department of Justice has a similar type manual as well. Certain metrics, Joe, have to be met before a formal investigation could be opened. It's, it's, it's an effort to give some backbone to a non-police type, to state type entity. In other words, okay. the FBI, that, that probably was an unnecessarily wordy way of saying the FBI can't investigate Joe according to their own administrative procedures unless checklist A, B, C, D, and E and F are met first. You don't have to get to Z. That's like that's the that's the conviction in court, right? Okay. But you do have to show A, B, C, D, E, F, whatever. G. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. The way we wrote the book, when you read it and you lay it out, you'll see clearly, and this is important as I read on, I'm not getting off topic. It's Solomon gets into this in a minute. It's going to make a world of sense. Mm-hmm. We've been saying from the beginning, they've been investigating Trump and they skip those steps. They jump right to opening a case without the requisite information first, which is damning. Because at some point, folks, there have to there has to have been a paper trail. Remember the paragraph one show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The paragraph one show where I described to you when I was a federal agent how every single case report has a paragraph one, an opening paragraph that says, I am investigating Joe Armacost, Special Agent Dan Bongino of the Secret Service, because on such and such a date, bank fraud investigator um, Bob Jones called me and said there was suspicious activity on Joe's account. I checked it and I, and I confirmed that. Gives us a concrete beginning. Yeah. The con- yes, there's a concrete beginning mm-hmm. to every case. Paragraph one in no substantive federal case says, I'm investigating Joe Armacost because somebody asked me to. None. Well, you could put that in there, but you'd be fired and terminated immediately. Yeah. Procedures were violated. Paragraph one of the FBI case has never been fully disclosed. Nobody understands now why they there's no coherent story. The stories that have come out keep changing. Now, these memos, these this is what I believe they're hiding, folks. This is what I believe the scandal is. So view it from this 30,000 foot mode. They targeted Trump, not a crime. The paragraph one should have laid out A, B, C, D, E, and F, the evidentiary basis for this massive counterintelligence investigation, criminal investigation into the Trump team. But nobody's able to produce what A, B, C, D, E, and F actually says. Moving on to the piece. Keep that in your head. All right. They show Stroke and his counterintelligence team rushing in the fall of 2016 to find derogatory information from informants or they're quoting these memos here, Joe, or a pretext to accelerate the probe. The pretext is in quotes and derogatories in quotes too. a pretext to accelerate the probe and get a surveillance warrant on figures tied to the future president. Why, why the rush? I thought you, ha- I thought you had A, B, C, D, E, and F. In other words, I thought you had the requisite evidence in a constitutional republic where we're not dealing supposedly with police state type law enforcement. I thought you had the requisite evidence to start the investigation into Trump. Why the rush? Now, if you're rushing to find derogatory information as a pretext, pretext, and, and he's right here. 
Solomon's like, hey, listen, pretext. This is, uh, you know, this is usually code word for, hey, speed this damn thing up because we don't have anything. We need, we need a, we need a, a lighter to light that firework. Pun intended. You know, mm-hmm. Coffee here a lot. Sorry, need a little Java, folks. Sorry about that. That's uh, early morning, and uh, I'm an hour behind you now. So he says one of those folks used as a pretext was Carter Page, an academic and an energy consultant from New York. He was briefly a volunteer foreign policy advisor for the Trump uh, GOP nominees campaign and visited Moscow the summer before the election. Why is this important? This is important, folks, because if you remember the show I did about Carter Page, this is not a summary show. I just I'm doing this on the air right now as you you know, as because this is so important getting this out. If you remember the two hop rule show about Carter Page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said to you all that they tried. They threw the kitchen sink at the Donald Trump team. Foreign intelligence uh, uh, entities sh- uh, shuttled uh, laundering information through the State Department. Foreign uh, diplomats, in the case of, of Downer, were all targeting the Trump team for information. When you read my book, you're going to figure out why, too, by the way. It provides a really unbelievable motive. that I, Even I was shocked when I heard it. Foreign intelligence is providing information on the Trump team. Unmasking efforts are happening to the Trump team as foreign intelligence is providing information to the Trump team. What I'm trying to tell you is a full kitchen sink operation to gather negative information about the Trump team is happening. They still can't find, quote, according to Solomon's piece here, quote, derogatory information. In other words, folks, remember what I just told you. They need A, B, C, D, E, and F before they can open an official case against Trump. They don't have it. They don't have it. So now they're in a rush to quote the email. Forgive me again. This is a quote from an, uh, from an email that these FBI investigators sent to each other. Mm-hmm. Hurry the F up. That's their email. They don't have it, folks. They've got nothing. This, it, this story is, if you don't, if you've ever read a st- read this one. If, if you never, ever read my show notes again, read this story. This thing is going to be explosive today. Foreign intel starts feeding information to the Trump team. They've got nothing. They start unmasking who those foreign intel people. So let, let's say it's country X. They're feeding information to U.S. intel saying, hey, hey, uh, we got this Russian talking to a guy. And based on the conversation, we think it's a member of the Trump team. What happens then? Because they don't have a warrant because that member of the Trump team's a U.S. citizen. What do they do, Joe? They say, hey, we've got this little tool called unmasking. This thing is great. All we have to do is say, you know, we think someone's acting as a foreign agent and we unmask. We basically un hide that person's name all of a sudden now why would they need that because they want to leak that information to the hill and to the fbi to start an investigation later on so the obama administration then engages in unprecedented unmasking to try to uncover the big trump conspiracy with russia the problem joe is there's no conspiracy with russia so they panic so as he says now in the piece one of those figures was carter page they use Carter Page as an in. Why? Why use Carter Page? Why not use someone else? Folks, they already had experience with Carter Page. Now, Solomon, this is brilliant. He must have a killer source on this. I mm. hadn't heard this before. Remember, as I read on here about Carter Page. So just to be clear, right? They've tried everything. Foreign intel yeah. spying on Trump for the United States. We're unmasking the Trump people. They've got no A, B, C, D, E, and F. 
They've got nothing to start a formal investigation. They're panicking. They're sending emails. Hurry the F up. We need derogatory information. We need some kind of pretext to start an investigation because we're investigating Trump, not a crime. The crime is the pretext, Joe. That's the pretext in a blind justice system, an actual crime. Yep. There's no crime. So with Page, they go through the two-hop rule. They figure if they can get any in through a FISA warrant to spy on the communications of anyone in the Trump team, they can then hop twice, meaning... As long as they get someone, it doesn't matter if it's the, the, the janitor in Trump Tower and Trump, he's emailed Trump once or twice, then they're in because if the two hop rule, they get the janitor's emails, the janitor's texts, he emails Trump, then they can hop from Trump to everybody else too. That's what the two hop rule is. Don't forget that two hop rule is important. I'll get to the Woods procedure too in a minute, which if you're a regular listener, you're like, oh, really? Something that, yep. Yeah, we got more. So finally, they start pushing for Carter Page. They don't have anything on Carter Page because remember, once you get Page, you get the entire Trump team. You get their emails, you get their texts, you get everything because you get the hop. Right. I'm, right. I'm, uh, folks, I'm being intentionally repetitive because the rest of the article won't make any sense if you don't understand that. Moving on. It says the memo shows Stroke, the FBI lawyer Page, that's his lover there, and others in counterintelligence monitored news articles in September of 2016. Oh, right before the election. And uh, that quoted a law enforcement source is saying the FBI was investigating Page's travel to Moscow. <laughs> this is crazy. So the FBI, Stroke and Page, are reading media reports about the FBI investigating Page's travel to Moscow. They're reading their own media reports about their own leaks. Yeah. This is like... <laughs> Let me give you an example, folks, so you understand what's going on. It's like Joe Armacost and I leaking to like an industry newsletter about podcasts about how awesome the Dan Bongino show is and then quoting the people in the in the reports saying, hey, listen, you know, Podcast Daily said that Joe Armacost Dan Bongino show is the greatest thing ever. Meanwhile, we leaked that. Great example. We leaked it. Yeah, this is what they're example. doing. The FBI is using in this this, this 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 circle of idiots, they're using their own leaks to confirm the leaks they leaked to the media. <laughs> this is unreal. Jeez. So th- wait, the next paragraph's even worse, Joe. So now keep in mind, Stroke and Page are reading the media reports, which their own FBI leaked. <laughs> oh man, this is so unreal. I can't believe this happened. The FBI team pounced on what it saw as an opportunity. Its own leak. As soon as Page wrote a letter to the FBI director, Jim Comey, complaining about the completely false leak. Holy crikeys. Is this real? So let me get this straight. The FBI needs to spot. I know. Is this ridiculous? George almost fell off the chair. So the FBI that needs an in into the Trump team doesn't have it because they don't have any crime. There is no pretext for the investigation. They're now panicking. They're emailing each other. We need the derogatory information. We need a pretext. We need A, B, C, D, E, and F. We need something because we can't just investigate this guy for nothing. We can, but later on, we're going to get caught if we don't have a paragraph one that actually says something. So they start looking into Carter Page because remember, they had worked with Carter Page in the past. Carter Page had been an FBI informant in the Evgeny Buryakov case where Carter Page helped nab a Russian spy. This is all known by court documents. 
They see Carter Page. They're like, we got to get this guy. Once we get him, we can hop to the Trump team. Mm -hmm. They leak information to the media about investigating Carter Page and his trip to Moscow. They then use the media reports. They Solomon says they quote pounce on what they see as an opportunity. The media reporting on their own leaks. Page then upset, understandably so, Joe. I don't, by the way, I don't know Carter Page. I've never met this man. I want to be crystal clear. There's zero conflict of interest here at all. Don't know the guy, know nothing about him. Carter Page, understandably upset that his name is being leaked to the media for a trip to Moscow, however ill-advised, is not illegal. As far as I know, Joe, it's not illegal to travel to Moscow, right? Last time I checked, we don't live in a police state, right? Page... (laughs) Writes a letter, right? Writes a letter to then Jim Comey, the FBI director, complaining about the quote completely false leak about say, listen, hey, I'm not, I'm not a spy. I don't know what this is. This is this is crazy. Oh gosh, folks, I'm sorry. I'm just this. This story blew my mind this morning so much so I scrapped my entire show ten minutes before coming on. True. Here's this is a quote. You could tell by how I'm walking through this because I never read full articles on the air ever. I always sum them up. But this is so good. You need all of it. Stroke then emails Lisa Page after after uh, Carter Page writes a letter complaining about the leaks they're leaking, and Stroke says to Page, "Hey, at a minimum, the letter, the one pay Carter Page wrote complaining, provides us a pretext to interview him." Oh, oh my gosh, is this the circle of stupidity? Is remember the Lion King, the circle of life? Remember that? <laughs> this is like the circle. Girl of stupid. I mean, this is unreal. This <laughs> is incredible. I did a little karaoke at my sister's house last night. It was awful. I actually scored not too bad, but it's not because I'm a good <laughs> I wish singer. I was there for that. Dude, you would have done well. Joe's an, <laughs> Joe's an actual singer. Like he, he can bring the pain. Yeah, I, I did. I scored. I think my my daughter can really sing. She she won big time. They had like an American Idol karaoke game. It was fun. What did I sing? I don't even remember. Oh, Joe. Yeah. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. I sang and I did pretty good. Really? I, that's a great song, isn't it? Yeah, cool. And I did the air jump. Doodle, doodle, doodle. Yeah. All right, get it back. But this, folks, this the circle of stupidity here is now completely, it's now connected itself. There's no, uh, there's no, no break in the circle at all. The Bureau throws everything in, in conjunction with the Obama administration, the DOJ, CIA, everybody at the Trump team. They have nothing. They need an in. They find Carter Page. They know Carter Page because they've worked with Carter Page. They leak a story about Carter Page traveling to Russia to the media. They then use the story in the media to investigate Carter Page. Carter Page then subsequently complains about being investigated for a legal trip to Moscow. They then use Carter Page's letter to Jim Comey as a, quote, pretext to interview Carter Page. Oh, you know. Joe and I are are laughing a bit about it because the Mm -hmm. stupidity here is so incredible that it's almost hard to believe this actually happened. But being serious for a second, folks, I know I'm like singing on the show. It's a Friday show, which I never do and all this stuff. But guys, ladies, this is serious stuff. It's not a joke. Imagine if this happened to you. By the way, I'm only like a quarter through the article. There's so many bombshells in here. I haven't even got to them all yet. But think about what happened here and just for for a second here. Put yourself in this man's shoes, Carter Page. I don't know the man. You're going about your life. You're doing your thing. You take a trip to Moscow. You read about yourself in the paper days later. 
for an investigation for a completely legal, again, however ill-advised it may have been or not. I don't know anything about his trip. I know he spoke about energy. You find your name being basically thrown around like you're you're a spy and you betrayed your country. You then write a letter to the FBI because you believe this is based on absolutely nothing, which from the evidence we have so far, it was complaining about your name being dragged through the paper as a potential spy, as a as a as a the Benedict Arnold of our time. They then use the letter as a, quote, pretext to go and interview you for a crime you didn't commit. Guys, ladies, where are the liberals on this? You know, listen, I get it. You've gone full police state. I, I understand about 25% of Democrat parties lost. You're full-blown jackbooted thugs. I understand. I'm not talking to you anymore. You're free to listen, of course, but you're you're gone. I get it. You've gone full police state. You'll do anything you can to attack violently, aggressively confront your opponents, throw drinks in their face like that maniac out in San Antonio through the drink in the teenager's face for wearing a MAGA hat. We get it. You've gone full police state. But to the rational liberals and Democrats left, if there are any, I am asking you, I don't care who you vote for for the rest of your life, but I'm telling you, you are ushering in the destruction of the Constitutional Republic. You think this is a joke, what just happened here? The fact that you're on board with this, now that we have memos creeping out today, that there was a full-blown investigation started based on absolutely no evidence of criminality whatsoever, and then the leaks to the media were used as a pretext to interview a guy to destroy his reputation and destroy the Trump team is one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard in my life, but more disturbing is the fact that you support it. You disgust me. If you support this, you are seriously human filth. You are garbage. Garbage. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I've supported some candidates I'd rather not have supported. I've even had a lot of evolutions on political issues over the years as I've matured and grown up. But one thing I have never, ever supported in my entire life is police state tactics and the targeting of innocent people. I don't care if you're my political opponent. I don't care who you are or how bad a person you are, I think, ideologically. I would never, ever, ever support political targeting and the weaponization of government to destroy the lives of people. I'm disgusted that you're that you're lost on this. Disgusted. It's gross. You're gross. I had a question authority bumper sticker on my Ford Escort when I was 19 years old. And uh, I'll tell you, I've never changed one bit on that. You're gross. You're a horrible person for not calling this stuff out. All right, moving on. He says, within weeks, this is the Solomon piece, that pretext, often a synonym for an excuse. Mm -hmm. That's Solomon's words, not mine, but he's right. The pretext had been upsized to a FISA warrant giving the FBI the ability to use some of its most awesome powers to monitor Page and his activities. Wait, what? So the pretext, the Carter Page letter to the Jim Comey FBI complaining about being watched by the FBI and being leaked to the media, his name destroying his reputation. The letters used as a pretext to not only interview him, but now, according to Solomon's sources, Comey's, uh, excuse me, Carter Page's letter to Comey is now used as, excuse me, folks, as a pretext to get a FISA warrant, the most powerful, one of the most powerful tools in the federal government is surveillance. This is, this is incredible. This, this is just, this is what we've been telling you, by the way, from episode 628 on. 
Remember, they targeted Trump and his team, not a crime. The whole thing was a search for a pretext. The pretext in a normal criminal or counterintelligence investigation is a crime or some credible allegation of spying. You should never have to search for a pretext. If you're searching for a pretext, that means you're targeting a person. This is really unreal. Solomon goes on. To date, the former Trump advisor, talking about Page, has been accused of no wrongdoing, despite being subjected to nearly a year of government surveillance. Some internal memos detail the pressure being applied by the FBI to DOJ prosecutors to get the warrant on Carter Page buttoned up before Election Day. Oh, so now not only do you need a pretext to investigate the Trump team after throwing the kitchen sink at them, foreign uh, foreign spying, unmasking efforts, FISA warrants, uh, running CIs at them, running spies at them. Now you don't have, you still have nothing. So why the panic to get it, quote, buttoned up before election day so now we find out that fbi agents may have been trying to alter the results of a u.s election and still the liberals aren't aggravated one bit whoa whoa. you seriously disgust me this is where it gets crazy in one email exchange with the subject line crossfire fisa crossfire hurricane of course was the name of the the case against trump Mm mm-hmm Stroke and Lisa Page discussed talking points to get then-FBI director Andrew McCabe to to persuade a high-ranking DOJ official to sign off on the warrant. Now, this is where it gets suavecito. I told you about this a long time ago. The Woods procedure, the Woods procedure, the Woods procedure. Remember the names, remember the people, remember the procedures, right? The Woods procedure, just so we're clear on what's going on here. The Woods procedure is a procedure the Department of Justice and the FBI, Bob Mueller, by the way, the current, convenient, by the way, isn't that? Bob Mueller, current special counsel witch hunter uh, for Donald Trump, and then FBI director had a role in designing the Woods procedure. The Woods procedure is a vetting process. It's as simple as that. It is a procedure to vet information through the chain of command in the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Department of Justice so that the information that goes into the FISA court before a judge is, in fact, authentic. The f- people who designed I'm starting to thoroughly object to the FISA court even existing anymore, but the people who designed it in order to appease civil libertarians. You know, those crazy people who believe in, like, you know, big R rights by God. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. People like us who believe the government shouldn't attack normal people for nothing. Um, in order to appease civil libertarians, they they uh, devise this Woods procedure, which is, again, it's just a process to vet information, to make sure nothing gets into a FISA court judge. And I'm not raising my right hand and swearing to something that is, in fact, false. You know, Joe Armacost robbed the bank. Well, he didn't. Well, how'd that get into the FISA court? Um, I don't know. Somebody, Joey Bag of Donuts, told, told Bobby that it happened. The Woods procedure is designed to stop that. The Woods procedure is pretty thorough, folks. You have to go through multiple levels of the field offices in the FBI, to the SAC level, to the headquarters level, to the director level. Then it goes over to the DOJ, and the process basically repeats itself, where people throughout the DOJ have to sign off on the information to determine that it is 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 verifiable, right? Mm-hmm. Who's one of the last people, the last people in the DOJ to have to authenticate the information 
than before it gets to the FISA court. So remember, they're trying to spy on Carter Page. They're using a bunch of crap information, media reports, dossier stuff, and a bunch of nonsense. People are asking now, how the heck did this all pass through the Woods procedure without anybody detecting the fact that the FISA warrant on Carter Page was based on crap? Nothing. Well, one of the last people to sign off on the Woods procedure in the DOJ is the head of the National Security Division. Who was the head of the National Security Division during the FISA warrant process and the Woods process for the FISA warrant on Carter Page? Oh, oh, it's John Carlin, Johnny C, Johnny Boombots. John Carlin, John Carlin, who's John Carlin? Oh, oh, oh Bob Mueller's old chief of staff. Hey! That guy, yes. So John Carlin's one of the final guys in the Department of Justice. Okay, yeah, this information's legit. Go spy on this guy. Now, yesterday, a couple of people emailed me and they said, oh, oh Dan, I'm confused. Now you're saying Mueller's not covering for the Clintons. He's only covering for the DOJ and the FBI. Listen to yesterday's show. It'll make more sense. That's not exactly what I'm saying. I should have been a little more clear yesterday, so forgive me. I... Mueller's primary goal right now and his triage of needs. What is it, Maslow's? That's a Maslow's hierarchy of needs for all your psychology. Is that Maslow? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, at, the, at so. the top of that <laughs> yeah, whatever, right? At the top of that pyramid, right? Is a need to protect the DOJ and FBI first. That is Mueller's goal. Mueller is put in there to protect the reputation of the DOJ and the FBI. That is intimately linked to the failures in the Clinton investigation and the failure to actually produce credible information for the spying operation on Trump. It's all the same thing. I, I didn't mean to give you the impression that 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 Mueller is not interested in the Clinton preserving their reputation. Well, I think he is, and I think his team is as well, stacked with Democrats. But the primary goal is to salvage the DOJ and FBI first. That other stuff will take care of itself afterwards. It'll go away. Now does it make sense why Mueller was appointed the special counsel? All of his people, ladies and gentlemen, were involved in this investigation. Not all, but significant members of the Bob Mueller orbit were heavily and deeply involved in the vetting of information to spy on the Trump team, information that later turned out to be false. Bob Mueller's old chief of staff was one of the final guys to sign off on it. By the way, he resigns rather expeditiously after the election. He can't get out of Dodge quick enough. Carlin. Oh, right around the time of the election, excuse me. It's important stuff. Now, I bring up, so now you've got the Woods procedure. You know, one of Bob Mueller's cronies is one of the final guys to sign off on it. That's going to be important moving on here. So they're in a rush right now, the FBI. He says, this, this paragraph, this is crazy. I, this is nuts. Listen to this one, Joe. So Crossfire Hurricane was one of the code names for four separate investigations the FBI was conducting related to Russia matters in 2016. Wait, 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 wait. There's three more? Oh. Oh. Don't cut this out. Hold on a sec. Pregnant pause for me to drink this little thing of coffee. I'm going to move the microphone away from my mouth because I know you all hate the swallowing sounds, which are really horrendous, by the way. Okay, I need a little mental breather too. There were four separate investigations into the Russia probe? Ah, uh -huh. light bulb, light bulb. 
So remember paragraph one, right? The FBI still can't provide paragraph one. But we, me too, we've been assuming the whole time, Joe, that paragraph one's about Crossfire Hurricane. In other words, maybe they have been telling the truth the whole time Hmm. about paragraph one in Crossfire Hurricane, Mm -hmm. which was Crossfire Hurricane's the investigation into the Trump team and Russian collusion, right? Right, right, right. Alleged collusion uh, we know is nonsense. Maybe that investigation is possible did start based on the downer Papadopoulos meeting. And you'd be like, okay, so what's the problem? The FBI is not lying. Are they hiding three other investigations that started before that, that they don't want anyone to know about that were based on, do you understand the catastrophe this is? That it Yes. Oh yeah. We're telling you the truth about Crossfire Hurricane. That started July 31st. Yeah. Yeah. We started it because this Australian diplomat, by the way, that story is crap in and of itself, but just assume, give the FBI for a minute, the benefit of the doubt, which I would, I, Strongly in the real world, encourage you not to do. But let's play the game for a second and assume they're not lying. So let's assume they actually had A, B, C, D, and F on Crossfire Hurricane. Now we find out there are three prior investigations going on into the Russian collusion matter. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Was Halper, the spy that approached the Trump team, was he involved in those investigations and you're hiding them from the American public? What the heck do those investigations say? You want to talk about a paragraph one? What what does that one tell you? I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know where to go with this. This is like I mean I know where to go with this, but I'm I this this piece this morning is so damning that I, I don't understand how it's not like breaking news on every mainstream media channel. That now we find out not only did the, the FBI was hunting for a pretext to start an investigation against Trump, now we find out there were three additional investigations. All right, it goes on. Oh man. Oh man. Dude. Here's the email by the the F up, by the way. So now Stroke, on October 14th, less than four weeks before Election Day, emails Lisa Page. Remember, Stroke's the lead FBI investigator on Trump. He says to her, this is a month before Election Day, at a minimum, that keeps the hurry the F up pressure on them. What are they hurrying up about? Folks, they don't have anything. They're desperate to put A, B, and C. They're desperate to retrofit the case. In other words, they open a case against Joe for bank fraud. They have nothing. They work forever to find stuff. And they're desperate to go back after they've opened the case and rewrite paragraph one. They're already on paragraph 10. They just don't have paragraph one yet. That's the problem because they know they're going to have to eventually account for this. This. All right. Oh, man. I told you this thing has about 20 neutron bombs in it. Man. Four days later, Joe, the same team was emailing about rushing to get approval for another FISA warrant for another Russia-related investigation codenamed Dragon. Oh. What the hell is going on here? There's another investigation? That reminds me of that movie uh, Step Brothers with Will Farrell and that other guy, John, whatever. <laughs> what did they meet these they're like 40, 50-year-old stepbrothers? <laughs> you could call me Dragon. <laughs> you could call me Nighthawk. These two dorks. Codenamed Dragon. So this isn't a joke. There's another investigation now. So the same team is emailing each other in a desperate rush to get approval a month before election for another FISA warrant under another investigation. Was there a spy on that one too? Oh boy! Wait, wait, wait. 
Here we go. This is sweet. Quote from another email. Talking about this Pfizer warrant. Guy says, still an expedite? In other words, the Pfizer warrant still has to go through the Woods procedure. Now, I don't know what Dragon is. We'll find out. But apparently they have trying to, again, recreate paragraph one, A, B, C, D, E, and F to open an investigation and get another Pfizer warrant. So they're asking, still an expedite? In other words, do we rush this one too? Why are you in such a rush? Oh, because it's a month before the election? Maybe your insurance policy? Wink and a nod. Mm-hmm. So he says, still an expedite? One of the emails beckoned as the FBI tried to meet the requirements of a process known as a Woods review before a FISA warrant can be approved by the courts. In other words, they now have to produce facts to get this FISA warrant, and they can't do it because someone at the Woods, someone in the Woods process in this other investigation, Dragon, is saying, hey, hey, what the heck is this garbage? This isn't real. Here, stroke emails Lisa Page, the lawyer, the FBI lawyer. Any idea what time he can have it woodsed by? Woods, verified. I know it's not going to matter because DOJ is going to take the time GOJ wants to take. I just don't want this thing waiting on us at all. So now they're actively pushing. Someone, maybe in DOJ, someone in that level of command, maybe uh, may have realized what was going on. We don't know. But it's clear as day right now that the FBI is starting to panic because this Woods procedure is eventually one of these FISA warrants is going to get shut down because the information's crap. It's garbage. This is bunk. So the FBI starts to panic. How are we going to get this Woods? How are we going to get it Woods? How are we going to get it Woods? All right. He goes on, until all the interviews are completed by Congress and DOJ, we won't know uh, why counterintelligence agents who normally take a methodical approach to investigation felt so much pressure days before the election of this case. John's a great reporter. He's doing what journalists do. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinion guy. I've done a lot of homework. I think it's obvious why they were in a rush because election day was coming up. But I get it. John's, John's doing the right thing. That's his job. He doesn't have any conclusive evidence they were trying to stop him from getting elected. I think if you've listened to this show, you figured out that that's pretty obvious at this point. Okay. He goes on. Were they concerned about losing a chance to gather evidence at a critical moment? Or maybe, as some Republicans have long suspected, they wanted to impact the election. I think you are right, John. Now, gets even crazier. The agents got the Carter Page warrant in October, the FISA warrant. Within two weeks, Dems in Congress, such as Harry Reid and some media members, were raising questions about the FBI withholding word of a probe that could hurt Trump. FBI agents monitored those reports, too. What's going on here, Joe? Hmm. Harry Reid and the Democrats in Congress need some meat on the bones. They can't. They can, but. Well, let me say what they can and can't do. I'm I'm trying to I'm going to make sure I get this right. They can leak to the media that the FBI is looking into Trump. But the media folks, for as awful as they are, and believe me, they are awful, is going to want something. I mean, they don't want to put out a story that's going to humiliate them later. Um. I know that sounds hard because the media really doesn't care, but they don't want to, if they can get meat on the bones, they'd prefer it. Harry Reid is a sophisticated Democrat uh, slime ball in the Senate, understands that. So he knows that if they can, if they can leak that there's a FISA warrant, which in and of itself may be potentially criminal, depending on what's leaked. And especially if the information's leaked, that would be criminal. Reid knows they're going to need that. 
So there's this rush to get the FISA warrant in October before the election so they can leak it to the media. And the media has something to report, Joe. In other words, the media doesn't want to just report, hey, they're investigating Trump. They want to say, hey, there's an actual warrant. This is really serious. So a panic starts to break out. It says FBI monitored those reports, too. So the FBI, amazingly, is again monitoring the media reports of its own malicious activity into the Trump team. The day after Trump's surprising win on November 9, 2016, the FBI counterintelligence uh, team engaged in a new mission, bluntly described in another string of emails prompted by another news leak. This story is so incredible. I can't believe I'm reading this to you. Here's an email here. This, I had to think about this for a while because I'm, I'm not sure, and I'm not sure Solomon's sure yet who they're talking about. But you guys are great for crowdsourcing. You, you all, I want you to digest this one. I want to be clear here. I'm going to speculate a bit when I do that. I'm just being fair to you. I'm going to speculate a little bit based on experience, but I'm going to be completely candid. I could be wrong, but I'm going to want your professional opinion about what they're talking about. A lot of you out there who are operators who email me, you know who you are. I get your emails all the time. These are the FBI investigators emailing each other after the election now. Quote from the email. And they, the, the emphasis is theirs, not mine. We need all all in caps, all of their names to scrub. We should give them hours for the same purpose. Stroke emailed Lisa Page on November 10th, 2016, citing a Daily Beast article about some of former Trump camp, uh, some of former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort's allegedly unsavory ties overseas. Wait, hold on. Um, Lisa Page writes back, Andy, talking about Andy McCabe, didn't get any others apparently indicating that the then director didn't have it names to add to the so-called scrub. Stroke writes back, that's what Bill said. That's referring to Bill Priestep, likely. That's Stroke's boss. He's the number one in the counterintelligence division. Stroke's the number two. Apparently referring to Bill Priestep. Uh, he says back, Stroke, I suggested we need to exchange our entire list. This is critical, Joe. As we each have potential derogatory CI info, the other doesn't. Holy crap, where has this email been? What's a CI? It's a spy. It's a confidential informant. Wait, what? Wait, wait, come again? Let me read this to you again. Keep in mind the context. This took me a while to flesh this uh-huh. out. What they're, I think they're talking about. And, and, and again, I'm the, I know some of you don't like, but if, you, if I don't repeat this, I'm going to lose some people. And it's important you understand repeat this. It. Yeah, yeah. It's after the election. They're talking about scrubbing Trump teams. In other words, investigating the members of the Trump team after the election. That's what they're talking mm-hmm. about. They're talking about exchanging lists of names they have with other people. Who the others are, that's what I'm going to get to in a second, who I think they are. Then he says at the end, the reason we should exchange these lists of people we're scrubbing on the, tr- on the Trump team that we're looking into, in other words, is because we have, quote, potentially derogatory CI info, the other doesn't. Holy, if I could cuss on the show right now and it wasn't family friendly, I yeah. would. <laughs> so wait, now let me get this straight. We now know there are multiple investigations into Trump, not just one. Codename Dragon, Crossfire Hurricane, and two additionals. So it's not just one now. There's a paragraph one now for four separate investigations we just find out about. We now know that there are apparently confidential informants, spies, 
that are working in, in potentially multiple operations against the Trump team. And that now, after the invest after the election's over, Joe, Stroke wants to make sure they exchange the spy information they have on multiple investigations with quote others. Wow, you two seem to have a wonderful connection. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> this is just unreal. It's unreal. This is Solomon's this is, Joe. This Solomon's is next too line. Much to, to, to process, it, dude. I know I'm going to have this to, I think, crazy. rewrite a chapter of the book. I, I know this is really unreal. Solomon, I think, sensing what he read there. Solomon writes in the next line. It's an extraordinary exchange, if for no other reason than this. The very day after Trump wins the presidency, some top FBI officials are involved in some sort of gumshoeing normally reserved for field agents. And their goal is to find derogatory information about someone who had worked for the president elect. Guys, ladies, how is this not the, the, how is this not the biggest story in the media right now? Here's what I think happened. And again, to be candid and fair with you, I'm speculating. Could be proved wrong later, but I don't. I've, I'm telling you, I've done a lot of homework on this. This has been my entire life, and I'm not basing it on just pure A to B to C stuff. This is C, this is in the context of Z and Y and everything else. I think what they may be talking about is either obviously either the investigative teams that are involved in the four separate investigations exchanging multiple uh, spies. In other words, multiple spies were being run at the Trump team by multiple sources or or there is a small possibility here that they may have been exchanging information with our intelligence agencies as well, like the CIA. Now, I don't say that as a conspiracy theory type thing. I'm basing it on the simple fact that Joe... Stefan Halper, mm-hmm. this the spy been reported by Chuck Ross and others, the spy that was run at the Trump team before, before the July 31st opening, please follow me here, folks, of Crossfire Hurricane, one of now four investigations we know were, were happening. That spy was run at the Trump team before the investigation was open against FBI procedures. Maybe that spy was part of a different investigation. And we know Halper Joe was a CIA asset. He was not an FBI right, asset. Right. Who exactly were they communicating with? How deep and wide, Joe, does this thing go? Now, again, to be candid and fair, this may just be an exchange. Here are two possibilities I see. This may just be an exchange between FBI agents involved in these four separate investigations into this Russian uh, collusion fairy tale. Or Russian interference, which is not a fairy tale. The Russians definitely try to interfere in our election. Let me be clear on that. It may be that. That's damning enough that they're trying to find information, exchange information to take down members of the Trump team and that there may have been multiple spies is damning enough. But if they were exchanging information with intelligence agencies and using promiscuously CIA assets on the FBI side, this thing, folks, is explosive. I mean, this is like a powder keg of destruction. I have never seen anything like this before in my life. I mean, Solomon, again, who's a very sober guy and a very analytical and careful guy in his facts. Even he says this is an extraordinary exchange. I'm telling you, if you again, if you have ever read my show notes ever or missed, this is the day to read this piece. And you'll see, by the way, if you read the show notes, the other stories I was going to talk about today, but never got to. Some of the other ones are good too. Now, one more before we, uh, you know, before we get to the last thing, um, let me just uh, read. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies because they are generous to our show. They keep it free for you, by the way. 
Uh, today's show also brought to you by buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Big fans of these guys have been with us from the beginning. They sell some of the best nutrition products on the market. My favorite, which I'm unfortunately I don't have access to it today because I'm uh, in travel mode and I left my foundation at home, which stinks because I'm going to go work out and I'm going to feel like crap without it. Uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, one of the best products out there is called Foundation. It's a creatine ATP blend. It's like having two extra gas tanks in the gym. I can't recommend this product highly enough. I've been taking it for about a year and a half now. It is fantastic. If you don't believe me, just take the mirror test. I'm so confident. It's my. It's the Dan Bongino original. Go give yourself like a mental snapshot of what you look like in the mirror. Let's take the product. It's called Foundation for, I don't know, five, seven days. Takes a little bit to load. And look at yourself again seven days later. You're going to be like, darn, that stuff is good. Is that good? I always tell the story of my nephew who drove up from Fort Lauderdale to get a bottle. I'm like, dude, you could have just bought it yourself. You would have saved money and gas. Little Joe, Joe's son loves oh, yeah. it. I love it. Joe loves it. It's terrific. It's like having two gas tanks in the gym. Gives you a great volumization effect. You're going to look terrific in a gym. It's, it's probably the equivalent of two, three extra months of working out. I love it. Go give it a shot. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of foundation today. Send me your reviews. I'm that confident about this product. It's so terrific. I send them on to the owner of the company. He loves it. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of foundation today. All right. I'll leave you with this, folks. And this, I may have to do, go into this again on Monday because there's just so much. This, we got to find we gotta meat find potatoes it. here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I, I just didn't have the yeah, time. I'm, it came out at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, though. But, yeah, I, I think you're probably yeah, right. Yeah, because I don't want you hearing this from anyone else who's going to give you the whole, uh, you know, when the you know, there are a lot of people out there who shockingly still think like the Spygate thing was all hunky-dory, <laughs> which astonishes me. Okay, Solomon, he says, as the president-elect, talking about Trump, obviously, geared to take over, the FBI made another move that has captured investigators' attention. Holy <laughs> this cow. This is nuts. I, Joe, I'm telling you, it's like four or five more in here. It, this, listen to this one. It named an executive with expertise in the FBI's most sensitive surveillance equipment to be a liaison to the Trump transition team. Wait, what? Come again? Now, hold on. I'm going to get back to that paragraph, but I want to put it in context for a minute. So you have an FBI, an FBI employee who's assigned to the Trump transition team, whose specific area of expertise is surveillance equipment? What the hell? Pardon my, pardon my language. Here, here's Solomon. Because he, again, here's Solomon. Solomon sniffs something here. And it, but a very sober analysis. Again, he says, on its face, that seems odd. Uh, you think? Again, John's doing yeah. his job. To me, I'd say that sounds mm, 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 crazy. On its face, that seems odd. Technical surveillance nerds aren't normally the first picks for plum political assignments. Even odder, it gets better. And there's more. Even odder, the FBI counterintelligence team running the Russia-Trump collusion probe seems to have expressed interest in that appointment. Oh, my gosh, folks. This is... This is just, let me, we got a minute left. All right. So let me just sum up. The, it's it's not even done. I'm, I'm going to, listen, I, Joe, remind Monday, we're going to go into a little more of this because I need time to contact some people, let's say, yeah. and, and go into some stuff. And because I'm still speculating, but let me just sum up for you what I yeah. just told you. So now we know there were multiple investigations into the Trump team. So there may not be just one paragraph one. There may be four. 
We now know there was a code name Dragon operation going on as well. We know the FBI was looking to exchange information from spies. They were running at the Trump team with others. We don't know who those others are yet, but we know there are, quote, others. Like, this is something out of, like, uh, you know, that the others. This is insane. We now know also, when, given the opportunity to assign an FBI employee as a liaison to the Trump team, who do they assign? Not a typical political appointee with experience up on the Hill, but an expertise in surveillance equipment. Folks, this is the craziest story I have ever heard in my life, except for the fact that it all happened. Oh, boy. Please go to the show notes today. Read the story. It is a tier one level bombshell. All right. I will go into more of it on Monday. I'm going to break down some more of it, try to shake some trees, get you some more uh, good inside info on it. But this is just absolutely devastating stuff. You know, libs, please. I'm begging you to help us out on this. Vote for whoever you want in the office. But please, we're going to lose the republic if this stuff is allowed to stand. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show. It helps us on the charts a lot, if you wouldn't mind. It's all free, of course. Go to iTunes, hit the subscribe button. iHeart, you hit the follow button. You can follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify. We really appreciate it. It helps us move up the charts. Uh, Thanks all to you. I will see you all on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.